Welcome to Home Design Chat with Nancy. Are you remodeling or building your dream home? We will chat about everything from the ceilings to the floors and everything in between. So if you have any questions, don't hesitate to email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. And this podcast is being brought to you by Premier Lighting. Well, today is February 11th. We're halfway through the month. And today we have Kim Davis with us. He is the lead designer with Premier Kitchen and Bath. They have a showroom in Mesa, and they will soon have one in Scottsdale. Kim, thank you so much for stopping by. Nancy, it's always fun to be here with you. I know. Guess what we're going to talk about today? We are going to talk about the old bathroom versus the new bathroom. You know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I remember a lot of them. That's yeah. for sure. Well, before we went on air, we were chatting about our bathrooms from our childhood, which probably should be in the Smithsonian, huh? Could be. I'm sure it is somewhere in that building. So, you know, I was going to talk about the history of baths, and I was doing some research. I don't want to go back to the Roman baths. No. Yeah, we'd be sitting here talking for days. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also, I'm not that interested. It seems like they had a definite caste system. Oh, for sure. Right? So yeah. you talk, you hear about the Roman baths, but that was only a few. Most of the people were out in the fields in a puddle. Uh, yeah, or a hole. Right. <laughs> so it started, I guess we're going to start with our timeline in the early 20th century, the 1900s. Mm-hmm. We don't remember that very well, do we? No, I, I don't, actually, except for the house that I uh, we had in Wisconsin before we moved out to Arizona was from 1926. So it had a lot of the older things in there. Uh, needed, it obviously needed to be remodeled, and we did. So um, as we go through this, you could probably uh, bring back the memories of that 1926 house and go, yeah, yeah, we, oh, yes. we certainly did that. Absolutely. So uh, when the bathroom started to become, um, I guess, an important part of the world, this is before the um, outhouses. I'm so glad I wasn't born in that era. Uh, so it started to be after World War One and Two, the Hollywood glamour movies brought these ideas, I guess, to the homeowners and to the builders. Absolutely, and we—I mean—we see that today, for that matter. Hollywood, those those types of movies tend to bring some of that style into our homes. It just happens that way. It's funny. I think the Hollywood designers are innovators. I, I think so too. I mean, really, if you think about it, I mean, clothing comes from that. Everything, and why not bathrooms? Oh, exactly. Uh, so, exactly. Uh, so it started with, I guess, in the twenties and thirties. Um, bathrooms started getting bigger, especially the master. If they did have a master, most of the time they had one bathroom, mm-hmm. which we were talking about both of the houses we were brought up in had one single bathroom, and you had to wait your turn or share. And share the bathwater. Yeah. I remember that. Luckily, oh. I was the oldest, so I didn't have to worry about that. Oh, remember that? Oh, <laughs> yes. now, now that you mention it, yuck. So, so actually, when after World War II, of course, all of these... These uh, new ideas, new makeup, new hair stuff, all of that stuff came in and got very popular, so they had to make the bathrooms bigger. They needed storage for all of those things. I don't know how organized they were because they still thought, okay, let's keep the vanity in the bedrooms. Yes. We see that in the, oh, the Fred Astaire movies, remember those? Oh, yeah. They always had those big, luxurious vanities. Not that he ever used it, I hope. But (laughs) anyway... um, and then slowly, the people started realizing that their master needed to have 
a vanity or a place for people to put makeup and to do their hair and to fit all of those extras, right? Well, it was, uh, you remember the sinks that hung on the wall and maybe had the chrome legs that I held remember it up. that. Yep, and everything else had to either be put on the floor in this little teeny medicine cabinet. And, of course, the products continued to grow in amount and size, uh, so it became a problem. So one brilliant person said, let's make a toothbrush holder to hang on the wall Yes. instead of making the vanity area bigger and then make a hole big enough in it so it could hold the cup as well that's right yes. you know yeah. and then they had the soap holder oh on top of that yes it yes was, and brilliant yeah well it was the tile people i guess who came up with that well talking about tile actually tile started being used in the 20s and that's when uh, ceramic tile was six by six that was pretty popular but remember the four by fours you probably had that in your oh hole, yeah yes. right multiple colors though oh those ugly yeah. colors yeah. Yeah. that seemed to be if you had a luxurious bathroom, you had the 4 by 4 tiles. And that's when the toothbrush holder, I guess the guy said, hey, I got this great idea. Let's hang everything on the wall and integrate it with the uh, tile. And at the time, I guess he thought that was a great idea. Well, it made sense because they didn't have too many cabinets in the bathroom. Uh, right, but look at how far we've come. You know, I wanted to um, mention because I did experience an old bathroom in Arizona. It was in the Encanto area. That's kind of like a historic area. And this house I had to remodel was built in 1937. Well, lucky me, it was actually built for a bank president. And so it had all the amenities. I kept thinking, you mean they had this in 1937? Well, no, he had it. He actually had two bathrooms, and he had a cast iron bathtub. And cast iron bathtubs were invented by Kohler, believe it or not. Um, well, since you're from Wisconsin, do you want to tell me what you know about Kohler? Well, yeah, I literally lived five miles away from Kohler and uh, spent a lot of time there helping them, at least in uh, when they needed help from a designer in um, new product. And if you ever have the chance to get to Kohler and go through their museum, it's incredible because it shows the the, the chronology, timeline. the timeline of how these things came about from a from farm implements. That is what they were making to um, the place where they have feed uh, barrels, basically, uh, turned them into now uh, bathtubs and came up with the Really? Is mm-hmm. that how they got that? Yep. Well, yep. I was reading that Kohler started in, uh, nine, let's see, what was it, 1873, mm-hmm. and they started doing the plows and the implements, but... How they got the idea to do, I guess, with the people they met who had ideas and maybe they had the money. And before you know it, they're making bathtubs in the early uh, 1900s. Kohler was always known as a visionary company uh, from way back, um, and they still are today. The, the visionary and Herbert Kohler, who I've got, uh, I've known for years as well as his son, are visionaries. It's just incredible. where they And, and they put great people around them to come up with these things. Wow. Um, so from the farm days. All the way to the luxurious bathrooms. Kohler's been around a long, long time. And it's still being run by a Kohler family member? Yeah, David Kohler right now is the lead, uh, which is Herbert Kohler's son. Well, I hope he realizes that we're giving him a free commercial. Yeah, I know. It's a soft spot in my heart because I live there. But um, they are uh, one of the leaders in bathroom fixtures moving through the the 1900s. Right. I mean, again, I was doing research, and in 1969, they invented the tub shower unit. Now, I, we take a lot of stuff for granted. Mm-hmm. 1969 isn't that far 
down the path. I mean, and we didn't have any of that before. Everything was always the bathtub. Excuse me. <clears throat> Everything was always a bathtub with a shower head. Right, and it was a freestanding bath, remember? A no, I'm that. not that old. Oh, I, my house had the freestanding bath. Um, the house from 1926, anyway, had the freestanding bath. Which is now coming back. But, you know, typically the standard house had that uh, 60-inch by 30-inch, mm-hmm. and it was probably about 13 or 14 inches deep, right. not very deep. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what we had. That's what we had, too, growing up with three boys, and it was a 5 by 8 bathroom, and it was the only one in the house. Oh, lucky us. Yeah. Hey, this I is I felt a- bad for my mom, actually. She didn't have any privacy. Exactly. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> um, so this is a great time to talk about our sponsor, Premier Lighting, which has nothing to do with Premier Kitchen and Bath, I might add. They are two separate companies. But I went into the Premier Lighting showroom recently, and they just came back from market. So they are full of new fixtures And they have an emphasis on the Savoy House lighting. You might check that out. Gorgeous lights. I was very impressed. And so my timing was perfect by going in there. I got to see all the new stuff. So if you live in the Arizona area, I suggest that you go into Premier Lighting. They're right on Scottsdale Road. But if you do live outside the Arizona area, you might just go into their website. It's shoppremier.com. They have a great uh, website. They also have a great showroom. But they also have terrific experienced consultants that would help you with your lighting needs. So don't forget, shoppremier.com. And now back to the bathrooms. And I, so since we're talking about lighting, what about those uh, lighting uh, situations in the old bathrooms? I was reading that the fluorescent light was introduced in 1938. Well, now, guess what? We don't use fluorescent lighting anymore. Especially in bathrooms. Especially in bathrooms. Can we say ugly? Oh, yeah. my God. They what may... it did to the face, and uh, yeah. especially for women using makeup and things like that, it was not was not favorable. I, I say get rid of all your your uh, fluorescent lighting and right. go with the LEDs. The LEDs, you know, with uh, 90 or plus CRI, all of that. Um, is really really key to making your face look like you want it to once you walk outside. But not only does it make your face look good, it makes your rooms look good. It makes yes. the color in your rooms, your tile, uh, especially if you're using glass tile. I know we're talking about bathrooms, but um, we can talk about the components. You definitely want to go with LEDs, right? Yeah, yep, absolutely, absolutely. So what is the biggest bathroom you've ever done? About the size of my first house, no, (laughs) my first apartment, I should say. Yeah, probably uh, 20 by 20, Um, just an enormous amount of space. His and her showers, his and her um, vanity areas as well, and his and her toilets and bidets. Um, There's real, I always say I've gone into some bathrooms that could actually have a dance floor. Well, yeah, and this one, obviously, that didn't include the closets because that was a whole separate his and her closets as well. Yeah. So should we talk about KBiz? For those people who don't know what it is. Kitchen and Bath Industry Show, yes. They have it every year, and they usually have it in a few places because they're worried that these are the only few places that can hold 180,000 people. Yeah, it's a a big deal. I've been going as long as I've been in the industry. Um, You know, now that that I'm in Arizona, I don't go as often to the... East Coast, I pretty much wait till it comes out closer to us. Yes, and for those who don't know, it's in Orlando, and uh, you know, 
not an Orlando type of person, but I certainly, and because we're close, I will go to the Las Vegas one. Right. Uh, so this, usually you'll see a lot of people from all over the world. Yeah, absolutely. And products from all over the world. Absolutely uh, on that one too. Yeah, it's it's amazing. If, if you want to see what's new, uh, it's the place to be. Um, and it's three days long, if I remember right. It is. They have uh, keynote speakers. They have education opportunities for designers. And um, and then it's just the product show floor is just incredible. It, it is. I mean, I'm amazed, and I will take a million pictures every year when I go. I, um, I'm just kind of uh, in awe about some of the things that they have come to um, show people. But they can also um, be seen on HGTV, I think it is. Uh, so I'm not sure what they all show. So for the public who are, well, I'm sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Public, you're not invited um, because it's only for the trade. But, you know, on the other hand, you can go to HGTV and they will have shows from there or mm-hmm. interviews and they will also highlight the products. So you're missing out to a point, but then your kitchen and bath designer, He's got all the new things. Yes, yeah. we will be aware of all the cool stuff, and then hopefully and we get excited when we want to use the new stuff in a project that we're doing. So you'd be the lucky recipients of that. You know, and a lot of the convenience-type things that people are asking for, and like we talked about, bathrooms, the old freestanding tubs with legs. You know, we got rid of that for a long time. We went to the drop-in tubs. Well, guess what's back? Well, you know, even that, I mentioned the pedestal sink, the old master bath people who could afford it. They always had these monstrous pedestal sinks, and they had a lot of landing space around the bowl, and they could even have enough space to put their toothbrush in a holder. Um, but, well, a couple of years ago, was the pedestal was everything. Yep. And still, when people use that, they still experience the problem of no storage, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's probably one of the biggest things we hear when I ask them their priorities in a bathroom. It's bigger shower. Mm-hmm. Number one, and number two is usually storage. Yeah, and going back to the old bathroom again, those vanities, I think it was in 1928, somebody said standard vanity should be 30 inches high. Mm-hmm. Why they picked that, I'll never know. Um, actually, I, I don't know why they picked it, but generations They were probably have, short. Yeah, generations have gotten taller um, and to the point where now almost anything we put into a bathroom um, is at kitchen height 36 inches. I actually did a bathroom for a baseball player who shall remain nameless, Mm -hmm. and all of his vanities were 42 high. I mean, think about it. If you're a basketball player or just a tall person, you want to be comfortable. So Kim and I always ask questions, look at the function of the bathroom or kitchen or whatever we're doing, and make it fit the homeowner, right? Right, absolutely. So this 30-inch vanity, that's been gone for a while. Although it'd be good in a little kid's bathroom. But they grow. They do grow, <laughs> yeah. No, as long as they're going to be in the house a long time, I, I haven't put a little stool there. Hey, talking about little kids' bathrooms, did you ever see the Mickey Mouse toilet that mm-hmm. they have? It's, what, probably 12 inches off the ground? Yep, it's real low. And then it's got a Mickey Mouse uh, seat on it. Mm-hmm. I think that's adorable. It is, and it's easy to change later on. How easy? Right. Pop the toilet off, put a new one in. Oh, the whole yeah. toilet. Yeah. 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 The same with the vanity. Go with a 30-inch or actually go with a 24-inch. Have this like a little Barbie doll bathroom. 
The yeah. whole idea of customization is that we design for the end user. Right. We love doing that, right? Yeah, exactly. What yeah, we ask a lot of questions to find out exactly what their lifestyle is, what their plans for the future are, and then how that can all fit. So it's a little bit more than just putting pretty colors together. Actually, it's, it's a, a lot, lot more. more. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people don't realize what we really do to put everything together and at the end make them happy. Exactly. So talking about happy, I was I didn't want to skip over the fact that we talked about tubs and the shower curtains, but what are the pros and cons on the glass doors? On the on the tubs. Well, we usually don't do too many glass doors on tubs. The the negative, the biggest negative, if you if we have a tub because people like to take baths, which are few, but there are people that love to take baths. It's like being in a cave, and it's not real comfortable. And the, also, it's very humid in there when you yes. do. Yeah. Hard to bathe a child because you have to lean over the track. Right, and it's hard to get in and out because now you have an inch and so track to step over. And you only have about 30 inch of opening. Right. So, yeah, I don't see any positives in that. Sorry, folks. I think if it was me, I would never sell a full shower in glass or a tub shower enclosure. Um, But the idea of having one glass panel might suffice. But as we were talking about before... We don't really like bathtubs. Um, yeah, uh, no. I mean, 90% of people want bigger showers when we talk to them. 100% of people take showers. You know, so. and going back to the 1920s and 30s, I don't think the safety factor really came into their vision. Mm-mm. I think they were thinking, hey, I've got an indoor toilet and I can wash my hands in the same room. They didn't go beyond hey, you can get out of a bathtub and slip and break your hip. Yeah, most of the bathrooms or most of the accidents in a home happen in the bathroom. Oh, definitely. So So trying to talk people into getting rid of that bathtub, we're we're kind of like on a mission, right? (laughs) We are, um, and, and the realtors are coming along now. Finally. Finally. You know, they now the realtors, I don't know what part of the country you live in, if you're listening to this, um, maybe in the east or the west or whatever, even in Europe, if you're listening to this. Um, I don't think bathtubs are necessary anymore. I think a fun shower is more important. Well, and basically people get up, they take showers, they luxuriate in a bathtub occasionally. And do you know anybody who has that much time to luxuriate? Very few. Right. So They actually, a bath, a shower is like a car wash, right? It can be, yeah. Yeah, you come in from one end, you know, you're washing, then you're rinsing, and then you're drying off and you're out. You know, give it 10 minutes, maybe uh, 12 minutes, and then you're done. And then we're on to the rest of our day. Right. So unless you've got somebody cleaning your house and you don't have to work and you have all (laughs) the time in the world and you want to read your favorite novel and turn into a prune. But if you like to luxuriate, the showers can do the same thing, though. Exactly. From steam showers to multiple shower heads, body sprays, and piping your own music in. And the rain head. Yep, the rain heads, and then piping your own music in through digital. Uh, It's incredible. One of the first steam showers I did ages ago, he said he'd like to go in there and listen to music. Okay, we put uh, a speaker in there that was waterproof, and he really liked to read the paper. 
So there should be a service where they can laminate the daily news. Actually, as mm-hmm. I'm talking about that, I'm thinking, wait a minute. Don't they have waterproof phones? You can bring your phone into mm-hmm. your steam shower and you can read the paper. As long as you can see it through the steam, you're good. You have a little wiper. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> a little windshield wiper on your phone. <laughs> yeah, we did a lot of steam showers up in Wisconsin. And if you look at the temperature over the next couple of days, you understand why. Well, do you want to talk about that? Because people who are not from Wisconsin don't realize that they're in bad straits right now. Yeah, they are. It's going to be cold up there, very, very cold up there right now. But I tell you what, a steam shower, even here in the desert, is a great thing. It's great for the, the sinuses, allergies, and it's great just for the body. It, it, and for your skin. Exactly. Just your skin. Yeah. But even if you don't want to do a steam shower, you know, doing a shower with the safety, we talked about safety before, the grab bars. Oh, yeah. Uh, safety has no age limit. That's my line. I like that one. Uh, and, and, but it's true. Uh, you can slip. I don't care if you're 70 or you're 7. So it's just good and wise to have grab bars. So and they make them so nice now. They don't look like oh, the hospital. Oh, you can have the wavy mm-hmm. ones and yep. all finishes. You can have them in white. Um, I was. I had a client one time, and her husband was limping. He had a bad hip, and I was suggesting grab bars. And they were in their 70s. And she said, not in my bathroom. I don't want it to look like an institution. I thought, your poor husband has a hard time sitting and standing. Why not make life easier? Yeah, and they're very specific. You can be very specific where they go, why mm-hmm. they're there. They, they come in every shape yep. imaginable. Yeah, they're uh, they're much nicer than what you see in the hospital. Oh, so. I think it's a necessity no matter Agreed. what the age. So if you're doing a remodel on your bathroom, folks, uh, tell your uh, contractor that you want to have supports or batten in the back before he does the tile. And you can do it on all three walls because as you age, you're going to want to add more grab bars or reposition them. Mm-hmm. So that's definite. I should sell grab bars yeah. uh, because I think it's a necessity. I mean, even the the faucet companies, Kohler, Brizo, all of them have gotten gotten into the grab bar business as well because mm-hmm. they want their finishes to match what what they're what they're putting in there. And right, and they also have the styles that match their um, their faucet. plumbing. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, exactly. And not only that. If you have a shower head on a slider bar, some of the shower the slider bars are handicap um, right. acceptable to be used as a grab bar. And if they're not and you go to grab something, you'll pull it out of the wall. So don't do right. that. Right. And there's not a lot of them, but they are out there uh, that they are um, viable as grab bars. So just have to check with your designer to make sure that that's the one, if, in fact, it's in the right place, too. So Yeah, and don't be shy about where to put it. When I do a, a situation where they're, well, it's either an ADA compliant or if somebody has a problem or if they're thinking ahead and everybody should think ahead, you have to be open with your designer contractor. I will say, how do you get off a chair? Oh, yeah. What is your strength where is the strong arm if you have a bad arm? Tell them so that they can put the grab bars in the right place and they can... One of my first questions I ask our potential clients is, do they have any physical restrictions? Um, or is anybody with physical restrictions going to be using this particular space? And it's their opportunity then because I asked for them to tell me that. And if they say no, shame on them if they have it. And I said, well, we want to, if it's a forever home and they're in their 50s or 60s, I said, we're going to be looking ahead. So we want to make sure that we do certain things so that later on it'll be easier 
for you to, to navigate. Yeah, I like that term forever home. I've been mm-hmm. hearing that more and more. So you guys out there, a forever home is something, your house that you want to live in forever until the time comes when you can't. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I always say till the Lord takes me home or someone puts me in a home. Right, right. <laughs> Um, that So we're going to talk about aging in place in one of our next podcasts. I think that's so important. And that actually goes hand-in-hand hand with a forever home. Yes. That means you want to age in your house as long as possible. As long as, well, and when the time comes, then you can say, you know what? I, I'm happy staying in my house. I should have done this. No, do everything so that it makes it easy for you to be as independent and live your life with dignity. And that's where the designers are, are can be very wise in saying, you know, we want to make sure we don't have, I wish we would have, so let's talk about them now. Oh, exactly. So. And, you, and there's a whole list of them. Oh, yeah. And we can help you with that. But that we're going to talk about that. And also, when you come back, we're going to talk about the luxurious bathrooms of the 2019 because we're going to see all these great ideas at mm, KBiz. Yes. Are you going to take pictures? Um, you know, years ago, they wouldn't allow you to take pictures in certain booths, but now with the phones, they have no choice. But yes, I will. Oh, well, I will be taking a lot of pictures, and I'll probably have them on my uh, fan page, and I'll put them all over the place. Um, but I think uh, KBiz is a lot of fun, and I'm counting the days. Yes, just well, a few more weeks. I want to say one more thing before we go, and that is about listening to these podcasts. I want to make it easy for people. You might be listening to this on your home computer, but if you download an app, and if you have an iPhone, it just says podcast app. And if you have an Android, you can go to Google Store and you can get Google Podcasts, and you download it, and then you, in search, put in Home Design Chat with Nancy. And then you hit subscribe. And guess what? You don't ever have to be looking for the podcast. They come to you. I think that's a good idea. That's a great idea. I know. You know, between all the inventions in the bathroom and then the phone and the podcasting, I mean, what else is next? Well, I'm going to have my grandson do it for me because he's much smarter at it than I am. Oh, stop. I just just gave you the easy explanation. (laughs) Well, this has been fun, Kim. It's always fun talking to you. We both are CKDs, Mm -hmm. which means that we've gone through a lot of schooling, a lot of experience, and we still have fun at it. Oh, yeah. I still love what I do. This is our passion. Everyone says, when are you going to retire? I said, I don't know. I I love what I do. No. No, I want to not have time to sit in a luxurious bathtub. I want to be busy. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't do baths. I am a shower person. My wife does the baths. She loves to take a bath. Really? But she still showers every day. Well, that's good to know. So, you know, yeah. that's a little too much information. Yeah. <laughs> but she likes to luxuriate with a glass of wine and a book. So. Oh, I can do the book and the wine. Yeah. I don't need to sit in the water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. There you go. Good right. point. Right. Hey, I, I'll see you at KBiz. Yes. I, I love having uh, doing podcasts with you. I think it's so much fun. I hope everybody listens to our podcast and they learn a lot, and then they call us. Yes, yeah, they can always call us if they have questions. Right, and don't forget, my email is nancy at nancyhugo.com. So until next time, enjoy the day, stay warm, and be good. 